Is my hair in there? No. Do not adjust your set. We have taken over. It is, after all, Halloween. <laughs> Looking at myself in the window there, it looks like uh, that's not a bad look. <laughs> ah, I feel like Mission Impossible now. <laughs> ah, look, it's mayhem. All right. Happy Halloween, one one day early and you are on the captain's quarters podcast you'll notice i've kind of dressed down tonight a pirate t-shirt because we're just going to have some fun and relax tonight but welcome to the captain's quarters podcast episode 106 i believe it is am i right mr davy hi captain so a shot of rum and tonight i'm drinking bamboo good thing we're not doing this as a there we go very good All right <laughs> Cheers. One shot. Oh, that's good stuff. I didn't need that anyway. Oh, well. So, <laughs> now you know why the rum's gone. Have one sip and I'm knocking stuff over already. What a great Halloween this is going to be. I. So, ladies and gentlemen, how do you find our show? Well, you go to YouTube. Use that QR code right there and watch for Captain's Quarters Podcast. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the follow. That way you'll get that little bell and it'll ring off and you'll get an alarm every time and hear our show. Every Monday night at 8 p.m., Captain's Quarters Podcast. We can't do it without an audience. Well, we could, but it's not as much fun. So join us every Monday night. What's next on the agenda? Of course, it is Eight Bells, sponsored by the Riper family of reenactors, where we always like to honor those that have passed in the last week. And so... Who do we have, Mr. Davey? We're going to start with, oh, really? Oh, man. Richard Arnold Roundtree. Shaft was an American actor and model who is best known for his portrayal of private detective John Shaft. What you talking about? 1971 Black's quote. I can't get that word right. Black's quotation. <coughs> Um, and hit four sequels, Shaft's Big Score, Shaft in Africa, and in 2000, the sequel, its 2019 sequel, as well as the television series. He was also known for his features in several TV series, including Roots, Generations, Desperate Housewives. He was 81 years old. Ah, what a hero. <coughs> Pardon me. And of course, many of you already have heard this one all over. Matthew Perry has passed on. He was only 54 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody knows him as Chandler Bing from 1994 to 2004, 10 years. Won a Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by an ensemble in a comedy series for the role. Perry was also appeared on Ally McBeal and received Primetime Emmy Award nominations for performances in West Wing and The Ron Clark Story. He was only 54 years old. All right. Who else do we have? No, another one? Yes, sir. Oh, man. My all-time favorite on the television show. What was the TV show called? 
Night Court. Thank you. I love Night Court because I was a big Harry Anderson fan who was a magician. Richard Mall, Charles Richard Mall, best known for playing Bull Shannon, the bailiff on Night Court. Ladies and gentlemen, from 1984 to 1992, voicing Harvey Dent and Two-Face in the DC Animated Universe series of Batman. He was also a bad guy in a sci-fi movie. And for the life of me, I can't think of what movie it was. We don't have it here. Animated series and new Batman Adventures. He was 80 years old. Oh, that's a, that's a sad one, too. Wow, some really good ones have gone this week. The next one is Adam Robert Johnson, an American professional ice hockey forward. He played 13 games in the National Hockey League with the Pittsburgh Penguins, who I have been told that penguins are just cold chickens. That's a different story. During the 2018, 19, 2019, and 20 seasons, and he also played in Europe with the Malmo Redhawks, the Asperger Panthers, and the Nottingham Panthers. Johnson died in 2023 after an on-ice collision in a cut to his neck from a skate. He was only 29 years old. That's a terrible way to go. Aye. And who else do we have? Robert Bingo Smith, an American professional basketball player. He played for the San Diego Rockets, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the San Diego Clippers. He was 77 years old. And Robert Thomas Walker, an American professional baseball pitcher. Walker pitched all of part all or part of six seasons in Major League Baseball from 72 to 77. For the Expos, the Tigers, the Cardinals, and the Angels, he was 74 years old. And that should be it. Aye, some really sad ones there. I hadn't caught up. I, we're going to talk about Spectacular. It kept us really busy all weekend, so I really missed out on a couple. But, as always, eight bells, please, Mr. Longwood. Show us that quote of the week. Joke of the week. Captain's losing it. Oh, that's right. Captain's losing it. I need another rum. Let's do joke <laughs> of the week first. Joke of the week. Ahoy, mates. Mini Mayhem here with the joke of the week. Sponsored by Marco's Pizza. What did the pirate wear on Halloween? Think about it, and I will give you the answer at the end of the show. All right, what did the pirate wear on Halloween? Isn't that a cute mini mayhem? That is. Right. <laughs> you may notice there's an extra face here. Not mine, hers. <laughs> this here is my goodest friend, my one of my most favorite of all tour guides in St. Augustine, although not tour guided anymore. Not. I wish I was. All right. Well, we might have to work on that. Uh, <laughs> yes. All right. But ladies and gentlemen, this is Morgan Lanny. City. 
Hi. Code enforcement. Scary. Yeah, very That's scary. That actually, that actually gives her some power. That's even scarier. It is. I. <laughs> so we brought her in at this segment because as a tour guide, she also knows who Spyglass Travel is. So let's do. do the quote of the week, Mr. Davey. Quote of the week is sponsored by Spyglass Travel, which is Kevin Rose and our friends there. They are the one of the top 10 walking tours of the entire country, believe it or not. If you want a good walking tour of St. Augustine, historical St. Augustine, call up Spyglass Travel. Highly recommend them. They are wonderful. And uh, Ann Colby, who was here a couple of weeks ago, who wrote Wicked St. Augustine, she does some tours for them also and takes you around and shows you where some of the old prostitution houses are. Yeah, very interesting. So our quote is by Albert Einstein this week. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. That makes sense. I like that. That's a good one. Very good, Davey. Great quote. Very good. As always, I forgot to say hello to Mandy, but I know she's looking over there. There she is. Big smile. Hello, Mandy. Mandy is in Utah. For those of you that are new to the show, she is working with us from Utah. What is next? Well, question of the week. And last week, ladies and gentlemen, question of the week was about what your favorite um, candy was. So this week, though, we are... Sponsored by... What's that? Sponsored by... Well, go ahead. You can tell us who it's sponsored by if you like. Sponsored by our good friends at Ancient City Sirens, Miss Gina and the ladies. Sponsored by... Ah! <laughs> Those are actually pretty scary. That's pretty scary. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. What was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid? Last week we talked about your favorite Halloween candy. Mine was candy corn. But favorite what? Halloween costume. Now, I said that I would show you one of my favorites to kick off, and then we'll look and see if anybody else has popped in a few others. But Mr. Longwood, pop up the one of me as that great Western hero. Ooh. There I am, the Lone Ranger. Look at the handling of those guns there. That is something. I was about 16 years old. (laughs) 16 years old, ladies and gentlemen, and there it is. I, I see something else that just popped on the screen. That's good. So that's one. We'll show a few more in just a little bit. I have one of my my son and my daughter when they were only like three or four years old. So we'll show that in just a bit. So we do want to know what your favorite Halloween costume might have been. Did you have a favorite? Truth be told, I um, from maybe when I was younger, but I mean, I started doing ghost tours when I was 15. So every Halloween, I was just a ghost tour guy. That's true. That was my favorite. And and. <laughs> Davey, pop the uh, publicity picture of the, or the poster that that Morgan was in. I like yeah. that poster. Got the eyes. Yes, I only put them in for pictures. <laughs> I have to find it. Oh, I see. Wow, uh, my son is saying he he can't send a video that he made. He won't let him. So, do you have the picture of her? You used it in the um, original banner page for Yes, in the original banner page. Show that off. How old were you when that picture was done? I was 24. No, I was 20. Yeah, I was 24. 24 when that picture was taken. 
That's it, before it, I had it's, children. It's still everywhere in St. Augustine. It is. I know. Yeah, I it's mean, everywhere. you're 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 a celebrity. Basically. Yeah. No, basically, I I will be here for autographs later. Uh, okay. Hey, if anybody <laughs> wants an autograph later, um, we'll think about it. <laughs> All right. While Davey's trying to find that picture, um, we were talking earlier and I was unaware. What was the, the gentleman's name that was in the poster with you? Charlie. Charlie. Yes. And he passed on a couple Charlie. years ago. He did. Yes. This past year he passed away. Um, I think he knew it was coming. It was, it, he kind of, I think he was okay with it. You know, it was his time and he was okay with it. So. Maybe he's still down in St. Augustine doing tours. I bet he is. I bet he's down there. I bet he is. Yeah, he's kind of sent me some signs. One of these, uh, one of the reasons I brought Morgan on was because she's done ghost tours, and we'll talk more about it as we get through to the to the guest time time section. But ghost tours in St. Augustine, St. Augustine's got to be one of the most haunted cities yes. in the nation because of our age, mostly. But mm -hmm. we're going to talk about some of those things. I'm going to share a ghost story I have with you. Okay. Um, and I'm, gonna, I'm giving you a heads up now that we're going to make you share, share some okay. if you've got any. I'll try to so rack my brain and rack your, think rack of just brain. one. <laughs> so upon that, though, um, the crew adventure is completed. We did Ancient City Kids Day, ladies and gentlemen, on Saturday. It was a fun event. I think it was their 26th year. Ancient City Kids Day was a lot of fun. Um, and there's some of the crew that was out there. There's uh, Machete and Peyton and Rob in the back who working towards being um, the Dread Pirate Roberts. And there is old Mason, Dread, uh, not Dread, um, Hellfire Henley. Hellfire. Uh, Hellfire Henley right there. And we had a game going on. We had uh, Pirate Plinko, which the kids were winning prizes on. It was a lot of fun. And we did put up a tent because it was hot out there. But we were just there to promote Spooktacular, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. Uh, actually, it falls right in that. That's it. We're going to talk about Spooktacular now. <laughs> so Spooktacular was this past weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, we raised enough money to give what we want to give to Alias Acres plus a couple of other charities. I'm only going to say this. Um, we raised over $4,000. It's probably going to be a little bit more than that when everything, the dust settles and everything, but the crew really did well. Nine hours of performance time, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, three hours a night. And it was just, it was fantastic. The crew did a wonderful job. Davey, do you have that picture of the crew? Did I, I didn't send it to you, but I wonder if you found it off of uh, Facebook. I have um, many pictures. <laughs> Which one? Yeah, you there's one good picture of all the crew. There it is. Like there, ladies and gentlemen, every member of the crew or every member in that picture is part of the St. Augustine Swashbucklers. That's how many people we had on Saturday night to perform and be a part of all the scenes and do everything we needed to do to make that event a wonderful event. We've already made plans for next year, already looked at the dates even, and we've got some extra new ones things coming in. You'll be quite pleased to hear about that. But there it is. Um, I, I think we had 41, 42, 43 crew members there working on that. It was a great time. Do you have a, a any, you have a, do you have the drone video? I do have the drone video. <laughs> Let's see that one and see how that came out. Our good friend, Jonathan, who has a drone, he, he, uh, look, there we are all <laughs> standing around trying to get our picture taken. Hi, <laughs> uh, there's the mermaid scene. Let's see, Judy, Grace, and uh, Kara were in the mermaid scene. There's our 
ship. Oh, that's so cool. There's Spider Monkey and Davy Bones. Oh, wait, what in the world was that? <laughs> that was pretty ugly. There are the three horsemen carrying you off. There's our mermaids again. There's the cemetery. This is cool. Yeah, that's probably about where he crashed the throne. <laughs> <laughs> our poor guy glanced a tree and it kind of ended everything. Do we have some other pictures? There's a good, just pop that's those pictures. I'll, I'll narrate them. There's the ship, ladies and gentlemen. That's the ship that's always been sitting in the colonial quarter, but we kind of decorated up. Red glowing power beneath, green pulsating lights. And if you look, that is a pirate right in the center. Where is, there she is. I see Spider Monkey too. I, <laughs> she had me going every time. Every time I thought I was talking to her, um, it happened to be a skeleton and she'd pop up from somewhere else. Uh, it was like a whack-a-mole. It was, uh, but, but the, the ship is, it was really, it was just, um, oh, wow. Sorry, a message just popped in. An old friend of mine sent me a message about a magician who just had a heart attack. Uh, it just popped up. I'll have to answer that later. So there's the ship, ladies and gentlemen. It is one of the highlights of, of the event. We really have fun with it. A few of the skeletons were animated this year. We're going to animate more of them. So there it is, the ship. What else do we have? Ah, that's cool. Yeah, the horses, the horse and carriage of the three horsemen coming to take you away. Good picture, too. The mermaids in the background, that looks really good. All right. Yeah, after dark, the lights really make this event. Oh, there. <laughs> I guess that's where I belong. I guess so. Wow. It looks like you busted out, though. I, 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 hey, I'm a magician. I can escape. <laughs> and I have escaped, so there you go. Very good. I, oh, some people enjoying our event and our band in the back. A skeleton band. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So I, some, some of the cemetery stones that you see there. Those stones look good, don't they? They sure do. Yeah. Hi, some mermaids. That's Miss Cece and Miss Grace. Very good. The spider lair. lair. I, a lot of spiders there. Ooh, I don't like, I don't spiders, like spiders. spiders. No, I don't like spiders at all. I love animals, but spiders. Our, our band, this is Rusty or Cutlass. It's my tribute to my good friends, Rusty Cutlass out of Orlando. This is Rusty or Cutlass. <laughs> And my my band is a six-piece band. Um, and if you look in the front, you see the pumpkins there in the front? Mm -hmm. I don't know what song they were singing, but they sing. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Thunderstruck was one of the songs. Of course. Thunderstruck. Um, <laughs> Michael Jackson's Thriller. I was going to say that. Monster Mash. Of course. Yeah. Classic. I, classic. I should have done a video of them singing. I didn't do it. Oh, well. Hi. Right. So they're... And there we are, all trying to get. It, that, that's that's an actual drone picture. There, the picture before was done by uh, Wayne Fusco, I think. No, Gary Gary Lavelle. Gary, Gary Lavelle did the picture. Pardon me. <clears throat> this picture was done by the drone, so the drone was a little higher up, and we're all before shaking our fists. Demise. What's that? Before it met its demise. Yeah. That's so, a great picture. Look at that. <laughs> wow! Look at me. Tis the season. 
Yeah, I that pumpkin looks better than me. Um, <laughs> there's the ship again, and it's at dusk time now. But look in the background. This was the oh, best part. If you, if pardon me, if you look, that requires another shot of rum. If you look <laughs> just under the line of the ship, that's the moon. And we were getting some really great pictures of the moon yeah. coming up in the background of the that ship. So cool. It really came out well. So very good picture there, Davy. What else do we have? Anything else? That was pretty much it. And then we've got some of your, uh, uh, you and Kara. Mm. I can tell you what year that is. That's 19, that's 19. That's 2006. We, I was a guest performer at the Stardust Casino um, that Halloween um, as a vampire magician. I believe that's what we were doing. Um, no, that might have been a little bit before that. That might have been the year before. But that was 2005 or 2006, I believe, that we went and were vampires in Las Vegas. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's 19, 18 years ago. It's amazing it's that long ago. That is my son. Oh. <laughs> that and is 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 he on watching us right now? Is he on? I think yes, so. Yeah. Is. That is my son and his Batman outfit. And I believe he was about three years old oh. when that picture was done. So um yeah. He he was adorable as a kid as a little boy. Oh look. <laughs> Gross. There's Morgan. Yeah. She's got the eyes. Boy, does she look scary. I do. Oh, man, yes. she looks scary. That's my real personality, honestly. Right. <laughs> and there's Morgan. What's the arrow for? Are we pointing somebody else out? Mm -hmm. I wasn't. <laughs> uh, must have been a picture then. I, I guess. still have all of her pictures on, the, even though she's not part of it. You think she was. Yeah, yeah. you think she was I'm still, still very part involved. of it. They're, they're a second family to me. So there's another picture, uh, Davy, of me holding up, holding one of my children, and the other one standing in front of me. Do you? Did you? I sent that to you. Do you have it so you can pop it up real quick? I don't. That's weird. I have to find it. Find it for me and pop it up there. I see. Uh, I see. Some, Captain Smoo is on board tonight. Welcome aboard, Captain Smoo. A rum to you. He is in Quebec, Canada. Wow. Yeah, we have uh, somebody from Michigan watching us, and Robert. Quebec, Canada. And well, we, and Will the historian is my son. I assumed, yes. Yeah, and he's uh he's up in um, North Alabama. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're, are we, we the southernmost? Pirates? We're the southernmost pirates. Yeah. We're the southernmost so, pirates. Cheers to Captain Smoo. Nice to see you. Hope you're doing well. Also, there it is. I can tell you what year that was. He also that was I believe 1984 or 1985 probably 85 and my my son was gi joe and my daughter was a, a little ghost clown and i was the mad magician the house we lived in we turned our garage into a little thing where all the kids could come and i <laughs> i had to do magic did. tricks for the kids of course I, it's trick or treat right yep right? trick or treat so they had to watch a trick to get their treat That's so and cool. the trick would produce candy for them you were probably the house that everybody wanted to go to i probably but that was about <laughs> 1985 i believe so uh son if you don't have those pictures i'll make sure we get them to you i, I don't know if you have those in your collection or not so that was spooktacular ladies and gentlemen and that's us talking about 
Halloween costumes. We want to hear what your Halloween costumes were. How many of you were actually pirates when you were kids? Hmm, interesting point. I, let's see. Ah, so I'm going to butcher the French, but Captain, Captain Smooth just put, can you put that post up there? Sound. I'm gonna push. I, I, I'm not even gonna try I it. French. I I don't speak French. Well, I do speak French. French toast, French fries. That's very true. That's yes, I do yes. that. I but uh, bouvons. I know that word. I believe. So I believe that he's wishing us well and congratulations to our podcast group. So um, yes, that's me. Who's me? That's Miss Kara. Yes, we know. That's you <laughs> playing a mermaid or a vampress. I, I can't get away from either one of you. <laughs> so there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, Davey, I, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. The Seawolves still have something coming up. Do you have that poster available? There it is. Very good. Breakfast with Santa on December 2nd, which is a, a month away at Captain's Barbecue down in uh, the Palm Coast area. Um, click on that. Take a picture of it. Go down and support our friends, the Seawolf Privateers with their breakfast with Santa. It is open to the public. They have a couple of other events going on, but they're closed, only private. All the things that they do are for fostering and foster children. So it's a big thing there. There's a QR code there. Take a picture of it. Take that QR code. Go down and have breakfast with Santa and enjoy yourselves. Um, crew Adventures on the Horizon. This weekend, our Quartermaster is getting married to our spider monkey, Miss Jean. And that's this Friday and Saturday, all kinds of festivities. And then if you look, uh, this weekend is also the Cedar Key Pirate Festival, which many of us were going to go to, but then this wedding popped up. So we're not going, but we may all go next year. So the Cedar Key Pirate Festival, three, four, and five. They have not sent me any information, so I can't tell you anything about it. I've sent some emails over, but I haven't heard anything about it. So all I can tell you is Cedar Key Pirate Festival, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that's all I know for, for now. Go on Facebook and look it up if you like. Pirates on the Edge in Edgewater, Florida, next Saturday, the 11th. Podcast crew holiday kickoff party on November 13th, which is a Monday night. We'll also be giving away our charity checks that night november 18th blackbeard's ball that's a saturday night and ladies and gentlemen uh, being santa claus is going to keep me from doing that and then there's a winter holiday gala put on by the ancient city sirens i do not know the particulars of that and there's the pancake breakfast so ladies and gentlemen the seawolf privateers miss gina and the ancient city sirens and the St. Augustine Swashbucklers, along with the podcast and WMAM Productions, all work try to work hand in hand to let everybody know about the things we're doing for charity. Upon that note, T-shirt. What's that? T-shirt. Good idea. Hand me that thing right there. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a few of these left. Bright orange T-shirts. Pumpkin colored, actually. I was just going to say that. Yes, pumpkin colored. Right. <laughs> and on the back of the t-shirt is the St. Augustine Swashbuckler Spectacular, And there's a couple of our sponsors, our four major sponsors for the weekend. 
If you'd like to get one of these shirts, ladies and gentlemen, we have a few of them left. Here's the deal I'll make. If you're local, um, $15. If you're not local and I have to mail it, still $15, I'll cover the mailing. If you'd like to do something to support us, we have about 30 of these shirts left. We'd love to go ahead and sell them off. And that money goes into the charity account of what we're doing. And this year's charity for the Spooktacular was Alias Acres, which is a no-kill animal rescue. So we're working with them. Also, um, I, I will give this much information. Um, a portion of the money that we raised this weekend goes to the Pirate Museum, and the Pirate Museum is going to be donating it all the way over to the Sheriff's Department. They have a new pro project they're working on. I'm not going to give anything more away about that because the Sheriff will be on the show in about two or three weeks, and so we're going to have him tell us about that project, and I think we're going to make a little bit of an extra surprise gesture to that project for us. Cool. So... Um, we want everybody to watch that show. But if you want one of our shirts, send me a message or send us a message on Facebook and we'll take care of getting it to you. You never know. Orange t-shirts could come in fashion again one of these days. <laughs> I, hey, it's either Halloween or jail time. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> right. Both scary. Yes, very scary. Both of them. Hi. <laughs> right. So let's see. What else do we have? Uh, History of Halloween. Ah, you got that video? Go ahead. History Thank of Halloween, you. ladies and gentlemen. From communion with the dead to pumpkins and pranks, Halloween is a patchwork holiday stitched together with cultural, religious, and occult traditions that span centuries. It all began with the Celts, a people whose culture had spread across Europe more than 2,000 years ago. October 31st was the day they celebrated the end of the harvest season in a festival called Samhain. That night also marked the Celtic New Year and was considered a time between years, a magical time when the ghost of the dead walked the earth. It was the time when the veil between death and life was supposed to be at its thinnest. On Samhain, the villagers gathered and lit huge bonfires to drive the dead back to the spirit world and keep them away from the living. But as the Catholic Church's influence grew in Europe, it frowned on the pagan rituals like Samhain. In the seventh century, the Vatican began to merge it with a church-sanctioned holiday. So November 1st was designated All Saints Day to honor martyrs and the deceased faithful. Both of these holidays had to do with the afterlife and about survival after death. It, it was a calculated move on the part of the church to bring more people into the fold. All Saints Day was known then as Hallamus. Hallow means holy or saintly. So the translation is roughly Mass of the Saints. The night before, October 31st, was All Hallows' Eve, which gradually morphed into Halloween. The holiday came to America with the wave of Irish immigrants during the potato famine of the 1840s. They brought several of their holiday customs with them. 
including bobbing for apples and playing tricks on neighbors, like removing gates from the front of houses. The young pranksters wore masks so they wouldn't be recognized. But over the years, the tradition of harmless tricks grew into outright vandalism. Back in the 1930s, it really became a dangerous a holiday. I mean, there was um, such uh, hooliganism and vandalism. Trick-or-treating was originally a extortion deal. Give us candy or we'll uh, trash your house. Storekeepers and neighbors began giving treats or bribes to stop the tricks, and children were encouraged to travel door to door for treats as an alternative to troublemaking. By the late 30s, trick or treat became the holiday greeting. I wear this one so that everybody knows that I do have a brain. <laughs> Brain. It exists. Guy. Actually, it's not a bad look. I kind of like really it. It's really not, honestly. Yeah, this is a pretty it. good one. Yep. Maybe I should wear this one a while. <laughs> Actually, it's pretty bloody hot in here. Your brain's going to sweat. You know what's really scary? When I put these on, there's a Twilight Zone episode where the four family members made to wear a mask until the stroke of midnight by the grandfather because they were all selfish people and were waiting for him to die because they wanted him to take his money. And he made them all wear a mask to the stroke of midnight. And then he died. And when they took the masks off, their faces had grown <gasps> into that shape of the mask. Yikes. It's pretty cool. Uh, that's just nasty. What's that? The voice said, Oh, that's just nasty. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Oh, all right. My my son has just corrected me. He was not G.I. Joe. He was Rambo from First Blood 2. I you know what? And I have to agree, he actually was Rambo. It was either that or Thundercats. <laughs> that was a big show. Oh. My son and I watched Thundercats and um, Airwolf. That was another show that I liked to watch with my son. It was a great, great time back then. So let's talk to our guest. As you All can right. see, she's here now. I am here. So you started doing tour guiding when you were 15 years old. I did. What were you thinking? I have no idea. <laughs> what were they thinking for hiring uh, you? That's even, I don't know. Uh, I started when I was in theater. I was in theater in high school and my uh, theater teacher did ghost tours and I was complaining like any other teenager probably that I needed a job. And he was like, well, I could put in a good word for you doing ghost tours. Do you think you would like to do that? And I said, yeah, sure. You know, that would sound fun. Well, it took me four months every single day I called. I was really just annoying. I think that's how I got the job. <laughs> I think that's how I got the job. They were like, just give her whatever she wants. Um, and so then I auditioned and they said it was good. And then I had a couple months of training and, um, did my was it story. always for, it was always for, uh, Diane with, with a ghostly encounter. Yes. But at the time we had partnered with, um, ghosts and gravestones. So, um, but I've always been with ancient city tours and a ghostly encounter. Um, and we've kind of moved around, you know, ghost tours, tour guiding, as you know, you know, you get partnerships with people for seasons kind of. And yes. so, 
we were kind of seasonal with all sorts of people, but I started with Ghosts and Gravestones and um, it was a very theatrical 90 minute one person show. And then I just, it, it branched off into paranormal investigations. And then we started to do walking tours. And then I started to do history tours, which is where I first met you. Um, yeah, I've been doing them forever, but I, I loved it immediately um, and didn't want to stop. So. And then you joined the Navy. I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And did a little world traveling. I did. Yep. Had a few life experiences. I did. That's but good you're back home. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not yep. going to. I'm not going to dredge those things up, but, uh, but you've come back home. I have. And yeah. you are a native St. Augustinian. I, well, yeah, I moved here when I was three. Okay. So it's all I've ever known. It's always been my home. I went to preschool at the Flagler Memorial Presbyterian Church there, and then I went to college at Flagler. So I always tell people it took me a long time to get across the street. because I. <laughs> what did you study at Flagler? Theater. Really? Yep, theater arts. It was cool. It was really fun. But. And for those of you that don't know, uh, Davy Longwood's... Um, better half is Donna Bogus, who's a retired school teacher here in mm -hmm. St. John's County. And she was your school teacher in elementary school. She was mm -hmm. yeah. my fourth grade teacher. Fourth grade teacher. I remember when I was in fourth grade commenting to myself, like sitting in class because she was typing something. And I remember thinking she has got to be the fastest typer I've ever heard. I mean, she was like, and I was just like, Mind blown that anyone could type that fast. Wow. There's <laughs> I don't one know if she you. actually types fast. She, she might I'm not sure have actually been did. typing it. Which is she, maybe, she may have been faking it. <laughs> now that I know her, she may have. Yeah. Just now, now that I know now yeah. that I know her, she may have too. Yeah. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember thinking that. I remember thinking, God, she's such a fast typer. That's insane. <laughs> so do you have a I always ask when we talk about things mm -hmm. with the guests, do you have a favorite encounter with a tourist? Something that pops in your head automatically? Um, I mean, there's so many of them. and you, There's so many. And, and you, you also, when you were doing tour guiding, you were mm -hmm. also dragging the school groups around. Yes. Too. One of my favorite school groups to this day um, was one, I don't know what, that it was a class of kids with all kinds of behavior issues. Like it was, you know, it was like the, the kids that kept getting in trouble. <laughs> so they put them all and I was their tour guide. And that was my favorite group that I have ever had. They were the most down to earth kids. It was so funny, but um, we went to the bathroom and this man came out. <laughs> I had my whole group. We were all standing outside the bathroom and um, this man came out of the bathroom and they reached into their pockets and they pulled out those poppers, you know, that you throw on the ground and they, and he threw them at the guy's feet and the guy started to dance and the kid said, welcome to the underworld. <laughs> and I just remember being like, this is my favorite thing I've ever done. <laughs> it was the coolest group and I didn't want to see them go. We had the best time, but, um, but really to get to know the kids and to get to know the teachers. Because as, as a school group leader, you lead them to every one every of their other tours. So yes. You have them from start of the morning right. to the end of the end of the day. Right. And uh, yep. I, I, see, I, I only have them when they, when you bring them to me at the pirate right. museum. And at after 45 museum. to 55 minutes, I'm ready for yep. them to go. <laughs> they're not as bad as no you. they're not. I, I mean, but, sometimes but, they are. Well, I'm lucky though. <laughs> the, the character of, of Captain Mayhem, um, doesn't have to do a lot of discipline. Right. I just exude discipline. Right. Yeah. Because the kids are, some of the kids are kind of it's intimidating. Yeah. I'm, I'm intimidated. Yeah. I'm like, get on the line. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> so, I mean, 
I've, I've had some, uh, we've been doing, I've been going back through, you know, because I started working with the Pirate Museum when they first opened. Mm -hmm. So that's now almost 12 years. Yeah, which is insane. And I've done somewhere, we're trying to get some numbers, somewhere around oh 9,500 tours. Yeah. That's a lot of Yeah. Let's not tours. try to count people, right? Oh, that's yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you were to equate it out to me, and that's just, that's just the documented tours I've done in the Pirate Museum. Right, that's right. not extra tours I've done mm -hmm. or tours going around. Right. And same for you. you, you oh, my God. I mean, I can't Because you, you would do more than one ghost tour a night, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was always up for, now that I have children, it's more difficult, obviously, because child care is hard to come by these days. But, um, but yeah, I would always, if anyone ever wanted, I'm, I was always up for a double or a triple or anything you could throw at me. I was always down for it. So. Well, um, you know what? I just had this thought. Uh, let's see, Nightingale in Florida. Got my first experience as a tour guide this weekend doing spectacular. Any tips to be a better tour guide? Me? Uh, so I... let me explain what we did first and okay. then you'll know. Yes. So last year when we did spectacular, we just let the people come through and wander on their own. Scary. This year, we, we, we knew we were going to have more people, so we wanted to have more control. So we would form a group of, of people coming in, they pay their tickets, and mm -hmm. we put them with a tour guide and take them through the whole thing. Right. It worked out very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, many of my crew um, did very, very well as tour guides. Right. And they had fun. So yeah. they were involved too. So that's what they were doing. So right. there's where you can start with your advice. My very first thing I would always, always give advice is to get to know your group because, and listen actually to what they have to say, because those are the things, you know, with comedy, I'm, I'm a very, comedic tour guide i would say if, if i can make you laugh then i'm like weaseling my way in right, right. <laughs> you know well, that's the best way so uh so i would always say get to know them and listen to what they have to say because you can bring it back up later in a joke and if you if you put someone personally into your tour then it's you know then you've sold it to them so nightingale does that answer a question for you or does that does that make sense to you you can respond if you want um as we're talking about this i i, I just had a thought too just before that question came up and I want to say something because I don't see our good friend Jim on in the in the um, gallery tonight. Mm -hmm. And you just told me that he he, he, he may is, be in the hospital. He is in the hospital. Last I heard, yep. So, we're so if, he, if he doesn't if he doesn't catch the show later, because everybody can catch this show any time after it can. If Jim, if you catch the show or your family catches the show, we wish you well. And we hope things are going well for you um, and that uh, fast healing and. I know he doesn't drink, but we'll we'll say a cheer to cheers. him. Uh, to to our good friend Jim. He's always been on the show. Um, and Nightingale says that th thank you for that very much. Well, you're welcome. So do you have any spooky encounters? Maybe real ghosts? I yes. So let me start by saying when I first started giving ghost tours, remember I started from a theater perspective. Right. I didn't start as I believe in ghosts. And I think this is cool. I started as this is a 90 minute one person show. And this is going to be a theater, a theatrical thing. So when I started giving ghost tours, I, I didn't not believe in ghosts, but nothing had ever happened to me to make me believe that it was actually real. But today there is not a doubt in my mind. And it is only because of things that happened to me on those tours. And it had to happen to me personally so that I tried to recreate it or tried to figure it out logically and couldn't come to a, a logical conclusion. There's a Sherlock Holmes quote 
that I heard, um, and I may not get it exactly right, but basically it says when you're trying to figure something out and you consider all of the possibilities, once you've ruled all of those out, the only thing left, no matter how improbable, is an impossibility. And that is exactly how I came right. to believe in ghosts. It was like, well, it, you know, the door slams. I'm like, well, obviously the air conditioning is on. They're like, no, the AC's off. I'm like, well, the windows open. Like, no, the windows don't open. I'm like, well, somebody's back there. And they're like, we're the only ones in the room. Just, that's <laughs> how it, it kind of um, progressed. Hey, Bo, I'm a magician. Yeah. I've been a magician, professional right. magician, since I was 16. All that kind of stuff I can do. Right. I I mean, it's, it's what Harry Houdini did the yeah. last six, eight, nine years of his life was right. to debunk that kind of stuff mm -hmm. because he didn't believe in it at all. And and I don't or right. didn't. I yeah. didn't. Um, I've had two encounters that I'll share as we're talking. Um, but as a magician, I've always I've always been healthy in my skepticism of things. Right. Me too. Absolutely. But there are things that start to happen and then you go, hmm. hmm. Yeah. I yeah, when you eliminate all the possibilities, mm -hmm. uh, even the most improbable possibility is the only one left if that has to be it. That has to be it. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. So I'll start. I'll tell you okay. an, an encounter I had on St. George Street. Okay. All right. The best time to always be on St. George Street is when it's late at night and the yes. fog has rolled in. Yes. Have you been on the streets when it's happened? Absolutely. Oh, it's, it's not only pretty and gorgeous, mm -hmm. but it's spooky it and spooky. eerie. And Chilly. there's a there's a there's an air about the, the, the entire street. And so I was walking down and this was before I started working at the Pirate Museum, before the Pirate Museum was even open. Wow. <clears throat> I had I guess I'd left the Taberna and it was late at night. And of course back then some of us pirates drank a lot more. <laughs> of course. And I come out of the Taberna and I'm heading down St. George Street towards City Gates, the city gates. And in the distance through the fog, I see somebody that's dressed. And right. It wasn't necessarily pirate. It was more colonial. And there had right. been some colonial reenactors in the right. burn of that night. And I thought, hey, I hollered out and didn't get any reaction. And I said, well, well I'll meet you at o o o o O'Malley's because mm -hmm. O'Malley's was still open that late. Mm -hmm. And so you know where the... Um, the, the left-hand turn off St. George Street, as you're going towards the city gates, the left-hand turn just before the chocolate store. Yes. Because the next left-hand turn takes right. you where the... Right, Tallamata the, Lane. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he makes a turn. No, it's two 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 left-hand turns. It's where all the stores were. All the, oh, okay. The, the Photoshop. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, okay. couple, and, and the guy that does right. the oriental jewelry and everything. Right. So that, that shop, that, that lane. There's no place anybody can go once no. they turn down that until they get to the end and then they're off. Right. And I probably was 10 paces behind him. Yeah. And I, when he turned, I picked up my, my pace and I got down there. The person, unless that person had run and yeah. I would have heard it. Right. There was nobody there. Yeah. Nobody. And I went, oh, I man. think I just saw a ghost. Yeah. And I mean, it was in the fog. It was as plain yep. as the fog would allow know, it to know. be. But it was like, yep, yep. I. That's so cool. That was, and it was cool. It really was. Yeah. And it, was it didn't scare me. It, it gave me some yeah. hair raising. And I, I went all the way down, and then over, over, and in 
thing to, over to O'Malley's, thinking, okay, if it was, right, they'd be there, right. No, in fact, there was hardly anybody at O'Malley's, and there was nobody of that description. Yeah. So I didn't see that person ever again. That's I have so no cool. idea who it was or what it was related to. Right. So there's the first one. You start. You give me one. Okay. Oh my gosh, there's so many. How do I even choose? Um. So okay. So when we started, one of my favorite, the first time that I ever was like, oh my god, this might be real. <laughs> Um, was when it was actually inside the Spanish Military Hospital Museum. And we had brought um, two groups. It was the first time that we had ever brought two groups in at the same time and then switched them around. And anyway, um, we were waiting for someone. They had an EMF meter, and he went to step out of the ward room. What was the ward room back then? I think they've rearranged now. But um, went to step out, and he stopped right before he left the doorframe because it was like his last few seconds to investigate or something. And it was him and there was one other woman that was not in his party behind him. And he stopped and I was holding the door for him and the top half of his body, like just, I mean, and I mean, he fell to the ground. It looked like someone had pushed the heck out of him and he, you know, fell to the ground. And I just kind of stood there and was like, he must've tripped, you know? And I picked him up and he got right up because, you know, embarrassment always comes first before, before being scared. So he jumped right up and he turned around to the lady behind him and he got right in her face and he said, sorry, I didn't know I was walking so slow. And she was like, what are you talking about? He was like, you obviously just pushed me. And she was like, I don't even know you. I didn't push you. And he looked at me for confirmation. And I was like, nobody touched you. And he was like, okay, I'm freaked out, you know, and walked away. But, um, wow, there were, it was, it was one of the more, I mean, and it was like, he did not expect it. I mean, it's like if you, you know, if you sucker punch somebody in the stomach, you know, they're not expecting it. They're like, you know, um, another thing in the Spanish military hospital talking about um, someone in colonial dress, but well, it was a Spanish soldier. There was a man who came on my tour who um, said that he was standing in the back and he got there and he was kind of leaning up against a, um, a bookcase. And he said he felt somebody behind him and he turned around and there was a, a tour guide behind him in costume. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't mean to stand in your way. And he moved over. Well, we get to the next stop and he comes up to me and he's like, hey, who's, you know, where's the other tour guide? And I was like, what other tour guide? And he said, the other tour guide that was in the hospital. And I was like, there was no other tour guide in the hospital. And he was like, yes, there was. There was a man in a colonial outfit standing right behind me. And I was like, I just... I don't know any other tour guide that's on this tour. So he, wow. there was lots of things like that that happened. Um, God, I could go on forever with things that have happened. But. Well, and then we're the night before Halloween. So this is what, this is one of the things right. I was hoping we would talk about. I'm going to tell you a really eerie one. <gasps> okay. Um, and this happened when I was in the military. Oh, okay? okay. I was stationed in Korea in 1989. And I, um, because of my rank, I had, um, a two-room suite. I had a, <laughs> I, I had a bedroom, and then I well. had, yeah, I had a bedroom, and I had a, 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 a an entertainment room. Oh. I called it. But late one night, I was, and it was in the summertime, and I was sleeping. And, and if you've ever been to Korea, you've never been to Korea. No. Right? Korea yeah. in the summer is hot, mm -hmm. and the barracks were they they still would get hot. Right. And I woke up breathing cold air it was it was cold in my room it was cold and i could see my breath and as wow. i sat up and i could see my breath at the foot of my bed 
was a priest and two nuns. And I mean, they were as plain as me looking at you right now, that plain. And I'm like, this is a lot. Is this an intervention? I mean, yes. <laughs> a priest and two nuns in my room. And it was cold. And I stared at them for I don't know how many minutes. And then they faded out. And I went, well, that was strange. And so the very next day, I was troubled by it only because I, I just wanted to know what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I went to the chaplain on base mm -hmm. and told him my experience. And he stepped, stood up from his, his desk and went to a bookcase and he pulled a book out. And when he, and he opened the book and he goes, was that them? <gasps> and I went, yeah, that was them. He said that priest and those two nuns during a, an episode of Korean history were uh, the Christians that were there to try to uh -huh, uh -huh. spread Christianity to wow. the Christians. They had been executed on that hill where that barracks was, <gasps> and they were that, and that that was them. Oh my god! And it was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you I, get for your two bedroom suite. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> So <laughs> it was a, it was a very eerie, but, but yeah. it was in the summertime. And, and the first thing that struck me was it was cold in my room. Yes. It was very cold. Uh -huh. and, and they didn't speak. They didn't do anything. Um, I, I was too scared to say anything. Right. I, I was not maybe, scared maybe, but I, I didn't jump up and go like, get out of my room kind right. of a thing. But it was really very strange. Yeah. And then to have the chaplain show me a picture of, and it was it was the, the priest and the two nuns in the exact same position oh as they That's were sitting. Yeah, it, it, wow. was, it was that picture. It was weird. That's so, crazy. Yeah, there's. I mean, when things like that happen, then you start to think, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, I used to tell people all the time it, it, when I the time that I, I've spent doing ghost tours, it not only made me question my belief in the paranormal, right, but also it made me question what I know about the afterlife, really, um, reincarnation is something that has come up several times. Um, and I mean, as you know, people of all walks of life come on your tours and some, yes. some people you meet them, you're like, they're so interesting. That's so great. They're knowledgeable. And other people you're like, these people are crazy, <laughs> you know, crazier than me, which says something. Um, and so, uh, lots of people came up to me and, and they would always, you know, say several, I would say probably 10 or so. Um, they came up and say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a medium. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. You say whatever your tour guide says, which is. In my case, that? Yes. I, if they said if they, they say, were hi, a I'm a medium. I, I'd say, well, that's, that's wonderful. Tell me more. I mean, <laughs> no, you say I'm a small. <laughs> uh, a, a damn oh joke. God. Oh. Anyway, so I, I well, said, I would yes, never be a small. I'm an extra large. <laughs> <laughs> you say a different size. So anyway, they say I'm a medium, and you know, basically, it means that they're they're the medium. They're the thing in between the living and the dead. They can speak to the dead. And so anyway, um, this lady came up to me and um, she said, "I want you to know that you're a very old soul." And I was like, you know, that's really cool. I, you know, I've kind of always felt that way myself, you know. And um, I said, I've always had like a, a connection with things that are very old and antique and, you know, from the 1800s or so. And um, so we just kind of had this little conversation about it. And then she left. The next tour I went on, it was probably three or four days later. This lady comes up to me with her daughter, who I'd say is, I don't know, maybe 12 or 13. And her daughter says, Morgan, I have to tell you something really weird. And I was like, hit me with it. Right. <laughs> Throw it at me. And she's like, um, she's like, I, I came on your school tour and, um, you were my tour guide for, for when I was in fourth grade. And I said, that's not weird at all. I said, that happens all the time. I've been doing tours for a long time and 
people come back to St. Augustine. And um, she was like, no, no, that's not the weird part. And I said, well, what's the weird part? And she said, the weird part is I see you in my dreams. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's a little weird. <laughs> and um, she said, no, no, like you're, you're never, you're always in the background. She said, I always see you walking around and you're wearing like a long, she called it an old timey dress. And she said, I had a high collar and long sleeves. And she said, I just always see you. Isn't and that your picture? That almost, yes. So that's exactly where my mind went, right? My mind was very quick to dismiss it. And I thought to myself, I'm the person on the sign. She describes almost exactly what I'm wearing. She must have seen it when she was in fourth grade. And then it sticks in her brain. And head. then it sticks in her brain, right? That was literally exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, but that's really cool, you know. And um, the next time I did a ghost tour was two or three days later. And I wasn't even supposed to be at that ghost tour. It was, I lived the closest to downtown. And so they called me and said, hey, so-and-so called out. We need you to come in. So I rushed in. This lady comes up to me after the tour. She said, hey, I just wanted you to know that I'm a medium. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. She said, I wanted you to know that you're a very old soul. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's so weird. Somebody just told me that a couple of days ago. And she said, yep. Um, and she paused and kind of looked around. And I was like, you know, waiting for her to say something. And she said, they're telling me that you've met someone from your previous life before. And I said, really? And she said, mm hmm. And then she paused and she goes, oh, OK, OK. She sees you in her dreams, right? And I was like, <gasps> wow. what? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? And she said, yeah, they're telling me that you guys were sisters. And I was like, there is no way that she, things like that would happen that would just like floor me. That I'm like, there is no way that you would know that that's, at that's, all. See, um, as a magician, I've watched insane. people on, on television and there are some people that on TV and I'm not going to use any names, but they'll, they'll start talking to the audience. And, right. and we call that in the business in mm -hmm. the magic world, it's called cold reading. Mm -hmm. All right. And if you're, if you're, if you're attuned to paying attention to things and I've done some of it before where somebody comes up and I start talking to them and then I, I, I may make a comment about what month they were born or what sign they are right. or what their favorite color is. Yeah. Um, all these little little bits and pieces are, are hell. You can even go as far as you know their favorite, what they like as far as sports is concerned, or or whatever else. Yeah. All these things are easy to do, right? Because people don't realize that they wear bracelets and jewelry that uh -huh. give that stuff away, right. or they wear a T-shirt, right? Or or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's part of cold reading is just right. to be observant to that person. And there are some of the religious icons mm -hmm. that do the same thing. Right. They cold read mm -hmm. and uh, you're going to be healed. And, 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 and it's, so that has always been part of my skepticism right. because I also, you know, have, how it works. well, I know how it works, right. but I also had a, a, a part of magic back in the, 1800s mm -hmm. was the medicine show right and the medicine show was them bringing this concoction and bottles and selling it to everybody that didn't have any value whatsoever <laughs> other than <laughs> the fact it was laudanum or um, right. cocaine liquid yes. cocaine and but they would tell you that it would you know grow hair back and and make you virile and all these mm -hmm. but every medicine show had an entertainment they, they had they had a gypsy dancer or a seance or a magician. It, yeah. was, it, was a, it was a form of traveling entertainment. So all of those things are interesting. Yeah. 
But then once in a while you run into somebody yes. that actually really floors you and there's yes. no way they would know in, in, in the case no of you. Right. There's no way that woman knew about that that little girl that told you about the dreams. Right. And, no and so, it, so it's, it's, I, I've had a few people do it to me right. at times it and it's like, guard. it does catch you mm -hmm. off guard because it tells you that there's something else yes. out there and it's really tough. And we try very hard not to make this show, um, lean politically in any way right. or religiously in any way. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a general statement. Mm -hmm. Uh, and maybe not too general because it's going to be about me. I was raised a Lutheran, mm -hmm. which I always like to tell everybody. And I've used the joke before when you brought some of the church schools to me and yes. the Lutheran schools. Yes. I always tell everybody that Lutherans are nothing more than rebellious Catholics, <laughs> which actually historically is true. But I was raised in the church and I, and I still have a, a, a belief mm -hmm. in the religious things. Um, my belief as an adult is different than when I was a child. Mm -hmm. um, but if you were a staunch religious believer, mm -hmm. these things are not possible. Right, right. But as you become older, you open up a little bit. And right. It's like, yeah, it is possible. It can. It, it can. I've, I've seen, and being a magician and being skeptical, I've seen some of the strangest things in the world yeah. that to most is like and i've seen fakers too a lot a lot yes. of fakers yes a lot of fakers um so it really does give you a different it does it it, it makes a different you perspective think. it makes Absolutely. you think yeah it when i first started doing paranormal investigations you know first of all you go in and you feel like a crazy person because if you think about really what happens during a paranormal investigation you go into a room you turn all the lights off you turn all the power off and then you sit there by yourself and you start talking to the walls <laughs> right and then i the first time i did it i thought to myself like this is it i've really lost it i've lost i've lost all my marbles but the more that you do it it's like you get more comfortable and then the spirits that are there will get more comfortable with you know with you um you start to get a, a some kind of a almost a relationship with these these people um in the spanish military hospital there was lots of um spanish soldiers and you know there a lot of them were 15 to 17 years old that are supposed to be in that building and it was almost like i got to know them you know i would go in and say good morning boys and <laughs> you know and then at the end of the night they would open the door for me as i would leave they would open the door i would hear footsteps following behind me you know um not like i was being chased just like i was being followed but it makes you walk well say no it's 450 <laughs> By math, I'm, I, I'm not going to do my math quick enough, but 400, between 450, 460, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Oldest continually inhabited city in the nation. Right. I used to say on my ghost tours, people have been living here longer than anywhere else in the United States, which means people have also been dying here longer yep. for anywhere else, you know, than anywhere else. In the, so, I mean, there's, there's a ton of history. Um, I always try to find the ones that you don't read about in the books. You know, the little, the little right. I'm sure you understand with pirates. Well, I started, I started collecting some of the, I didn't realize there were so many books on ghosts and haunting. Oh my God, there's a there's million. A, yep. I, 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 anybody that thinks they know anything has written a book and I started yep. collecting them because I'm going to, I'm going to, I've read a fair I, amount of them. I've got, I've got an idea for a project in mind that I'm going to try to bring all of yeah. them together in one room. Yeah. Uh, and have, uh, and that would be do really something cool. really cool. Yeah. I've but, read. I mean, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, 
this happened to me when I was in Japan. So this was 1977. Mm -hmm. I was still in the barracks too. So it's 77 to 78, 79, mm -hmm. um, 78. As a magician, I could do the the spoon bending and the key oh, bending, yeah. the psychic right. thing. Yeah, and, but it was magic. Mm -hmm. I, I was I couldn't bend spoons. Right. But I got a phone call from my mom in the barracks, long distance, and, and when my mom calls from Florida to Japan, I know there's something there's something wrong. happening. Right. And my mom called me, and it was um, early in her morning, late in my night. And she said, were you doing magic tonight? And I said, yeah, I was down at the bars, the Japanese bar mm -hmm. doing magic. Because the Japanese people love me doing magic. Some right. gaijin doing guard tricks and whatever <laughs> else. And um, she said, were you doing any psychic tricks? And I said, yes. And she said, okay, I just want to let you know that dad, my, I, my car, my, my parents still have my car. Mm -hmm. Dad needed to move your car today. And when he went to get your keys, um, he couldn't move your car. We have to go have a new key made because the key for your car ignition was bent. <gasps> and I went, really? What? And she said, yeah, wh what were you doing? And I told her and, and uh, in my that's teenage, that's, 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 yeah, oh it was weird. Um, and, and my, in my teenage years, I used to have some dreams, right? Some of the dreams I shared with my mom, my dad wasn't so open. Right. Um, he changed mm -hmm. along the way, mm -hmm. but my mom was like, kind of open to it. And I had these dreams that I would tell her certain things and certain things in my dreams would come yeah. through and it was weird. That is so cool. So, and, but my mom always said, it's just because you, you, you my mom said, it's because you're a weird kid. That's <laughs> Same, what my mom would too, say. Mom. I, I, I was a weird kid because <laughs> I was interested in, 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 in magic and, and, and spirits and vampires and, and werewolves right. and UFOs and all those things. And my dad, my dad really, he, he's, he, he really was, um, I, he was more supportive than I thought he was when I was a kid. He but tried to change on. my direction. And I, so I'll share this. This has nothing to do with it, but because I, I don't, my dad passed away last year and I, I do not want anybody to think I'm bad mouthing my father mm -hmm. in any way, shape or form. But my dad was always very strict and strong and, and, and how do I say it? Um, I always got the impression that that he thought me doing all this magic was silly and he would bust me on every trick and he knew what I was doing. And most of the time it was probably because I sucked, <laughs> but he would bust me on it. Everything, everything, everything. Right. And it was, I, I always thought my dad just, just delights in making me feel bad. Yeah. When I was in Vegas <laughs> and my name went up on lights in one of the casinos mm -hmm. and Bill McRae magician for the show. Yeah. I took a picture of it and sent it home. And uh, I didn't know until many, many years later that my dad had that picture in his wallet. He, oh, he, he bragged great. everybody about it. Yeah. So my dad was a hard ass because he was. He wanted to make you better. He, that's it. That's yeah. exactly what dads are supposed that's to do. That's exactly what they're and, supposed and to do. And he did that. And, and it was like, yeah. So, but the key bending, my mom thought it was that's weird crazy. and had to call me to my in my barracks and yeah. get a hold of me and talk to me. and. That is and it wild. Was very wild. So these things do happen. They do. They, they do happen. Shockingly do. They do. As a skeptic, I can tell you they absolutely happen, which is insane. The worst the worst part about it though is trying to explain it to other people. No, no, <laughs> to me that's not the worst part about it. Here's here's the worst part about it. Um and I, 
this might get me in trouble with people here in St. Augustine. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> we have way too many ghost tours in St. Augustine. Absolutely, we do. Yeah, there's 34 companies, I think. I think, I think at least 34. Yeah. It might, might be closer more. to 40. It might be more now. We yeah. have way too many. And here's why. Because when ghost tours really started picking up in St. Augustine, mm -hmm. then everybody wanted to do ghost tours. Right. And I've listened to some of the ghost tour tour guides. Mm -hmm. And some of them... Stretch the truth. I was going to say embellish. <laughs> but but here, here's my point. Because I, I, I'm not trying to badmouth any tour guide in St. Augustine. Right. I, I, I think the world of all the tour guides. But I but I have the same. As a magician, right. I have this, this opinion that when somebody finds out, ooh, the people like talking to the dead, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden... 42 million people yep. jump out and go, oh, I can talk to the dead. Right. And they start faking people out. They start yes. scamming people. Right. They start embellishing the stories. Yeah. They start playing it up bigger than it really Absolutely. is. Mm -hmm. And so they basically take advantage of the public. Right. I think now, I'm not saying any, any, I'm not saying any tour in St. Augustine is doing that. Yeah. But I'm saying that, that, because we, we uh, um, Matthew, who's the curator of the Pirate Museum, yes. you know Matt, Yeah. Um, he's done some checking. We have at least a ghost or two in the museum. Now, I was skeptical of that. Mm -hmm. Why would we have a ghost in the museum? But he's done some research and done some other things, and he brought some some ghost hunters in, and they right. there's something going on in the museum. Right. <clears throat> and they explained it to me this way, and this is how I'm okay with it. Okay is the wrong word. This is how I, I agree that it's probably true. Okay. Ghosts don't necessarily attach themselves to a property. They mm -hmm. attach themselves to an object. And right. we have objects from That's all right. over the 20, world, 850 artifacts, right. <coughs> that a ghost might have attached themselves to. Right. So, yes, that explanation makes lots of sense to me. Yeah. I believe that. And I've heard noises in the Pirate Museum. Yeah. And, I uh, believe it. Absolutely. And, and we... I. I I don't want to speak too far out of turn, but but Matt has actually told me. I haven't heard it yet. I haven't listened to it, but he's told me they've got a recording of a voice in the Pirate Museum. There's no really, yet. yeah, yeah. We've but what? But here's the other one. Um, and this is going to be a cheap plug for my spectacular. But we have one <laughs> shameless, one, shameless <laughs> plug. We have one tombstone in, in the cemetery that is mm -hmm. dedicated to the Spanish so uh, the, the the Spanish militia. Okay. Uh, the, the story of the exploding cannon. Yes, yes. And the, and the, and the six or seven or eight, they all were yes. obliterated by the yes. cannon. But the only one that we know is the one name, and we, we built a tombstone for our cemetery wow. for that. And so um, Leon and Steve, who are both members of my crew but reenactors, mm -hmm. that's one of the stories they tell to the people when they come to our cemetery. And it's spectacular. Oh, cool. They tell a historical story. Yeah. But I've had people tell me that on the outskirts of the fort between mm -hmm. the fort and the water uh -huh. there they have heard mm -hmm. spanish swear words they have heard yeah. spanish voices uh -huh. and so many of the people that have told me they believe it is this guy really yes that's really interesting yes. i i knew about it does not surprise me that he would haunt that place talking about uh attaching themselves to objects correct Coconut. me if i'm wrong um but the only canon that is original 
or or native, I should say, to the Castillo is the one that exploded. Yes. So it's still there, you know. So it, it, I mean, there's several things that could be holding them there, you know. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, yeah, that's really cool. That's really awesome. So we we when we do spectacular, we try to put some some real things in there. Of course. Things. Yeah. Um, and so we do that. We have a tombstone to him and the five i think it was a six-man crew him and five others uh -huh. yeah him and five others and when the cannon exploded he was the only one that anybody knew his name the other right. five guys were obliterated they wow. couldn't even identify wow. who they were so we i've had ghost tour people tell me uh -huh. that they've heard these voices right spanish swear words yeah. and spanish voices I talking to people in fact i had that. somebody it may have been Jan, you know Jan. Jan, yeah. Jan Rapp, and, yes. and I, I, I would believe anything Jan would tell me. Yeah. I believe it was Jan that told me that she was there, and and the voice actually told her to go away. Yes. Get out or go away. Right. So, the, we're in a town that's full of the possibilities. Absolutely. And um, and being a skeptic and a magician. I still believe this, that there's things going on here. I think there absolutely is. Yes. I think there is. I think there's sometimes that, you know, I always tell people on my tours, you know, if you've come on this ghost tour, you know, bottom line is you're here because you want to have a good time. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's why everyone goes on the ghost tours and that's totally fine. Uh, I always say, you don't have to be a believer. If you believe that's great. If you don't, that's great. That's not what this tour is about, but um I usually start off with a, a personal story and I'll share it just because it's, it kind of bridges the gap between believing and not. But um, when I was 10 years old, my grandfather died and he died of cancer and we all knew it was coming. And um, when he died, he, we had my whole family, there was 19 of us that were in the room with him when he passed away. And I was only 10. I didn't know the, the gravity or the magnitude of what was going on. And so I was like, well, I have to go to the bathroom. Right. So I walk away and uh, I go to the bathroom and I'm washing my hands. And as I'm washing my hands, I felt this surge of energy come through me that was from the tips of my toes to the top of my head. I have never felt it before. I have never felt it since. And it was like the crazy, it was like goosebumps almost through my whole body all at once. And I immediately knew that my grandfather had died. I don't know how I knew it, but I just remember thinking we called him Poppy. I remember thinking Poppy's, he's gone. I know he's gone. And I went back into the room and sure enough, he had passed away while I was in the bathroom. I solely, I, I truthfully believe that that was his soul coming to say goodbye to me. I was the only person in our entire family that was not in the room with him. And I think that was him coming to say goodbye. So when I tell this story to my ghost tour people, you know, the people that come on my tours, I'm like, you know, what I'm trying to say here is if I can believe that that is his soul coming to say goodbye to me and everyone's like, absolutely, that was him, right? then what is the difference between that and, and a ghost, really? There isn't a difference, a manifestation of energy. And that's exactly what that was, was a manifestation of energy. I happen to personally know the manifestation of energy, you know, um, but it, you know, it, it's just kind of interesting when you think, it's almost like the closer to home that it gets, the more apt people are to believe it. Um, like people say all the time, I smell my grandmother's perfume in the chair that she used to like to sit in. And I know it's her spirit saying hello, you know, but if you tell them, oh, people smell cigar smoke at the lighthouse, yeah. they're like, oh, that's crazy. You know, <laughs> I'm like, what, um, what is that? <laughs> so 
I'll get this story wrong, and it's not much of a story. It's more of a, a, a the same thing: cigar yes. smoke, uh, smells. Uh -huh. um, I know people, and I, and and my wife is one of them. Um, she'll see butterflies at particular yes. times and believe that's her mom. Yeah, I absolutely. Believe I loved her mom. Her mom was was a hoot, and and if that's what makes so here's how I look at it. If that what if, if that is the idea that gives you, um, what's the word I want to use here? Um, satisfaction is not the word. Um, comfort. Comfort. There's the word. Yes. If that's if that's the thing that gives you comfort, right? In the loss of your loved one, mm -hmm. who's to say it's wrong? Exactly. Yeah. Um, who's to say that it's not right? And who's to say that you're not experiencing it? Right. Um, because you may be the only one, let's take cigar smoke, for example. You mm -hmm. may be the only one smelling the cigar smoke, and, and everybody else standing around you will not smell it at right. all. Yeah. So who's to say that it's not true yeah. and it's not right? It does It does, It does. does take away the fun. The funny part to me, and this, again, goes to being a magician. Of course. The funny part to me is that as younger people, as a child, and we we believe in what we believe in is on the religious side uh -huh. that you die, you go right, either up or down. Um, but then these things happen that 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 lead you to think maybe that's not quite true. Maybe not. Maybe there is. I'm something coming back else. to haunt everybody. I'm telling you. I you know. I'm hey, come back. <laughs> I'm going to say it here on 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 show. Um, I've already gotten. Um, Pat Croce has allowed uh, Mike and Jeff to run the Pirate Museum. And mm -hmm. I, the last time Mike was here, I was joking with him. And I said, you know, when I go, I think that one of the portraits I have in my pirate room of uh -huh. Captain Mayhem needs to be put in the museum. And he said, absolutely, we're going to yes. put you in the museum. Oh God, so if they do that, I'm going to haunt the museum. Oh my God, they can replace Blackbeard's head with yours. They could. <laughs> they could put me in there. You could haunt the museum. I could haunt the museum. I mean, what better place? Hey, I, 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 I need care. a place. I need uh, a place. You need a place to stay. I need a place to stay. <laughs> and I'll take care of it. See, look. There you are. There I am. <laughs> spirits and spirits. All right. So, yeah. The, the, the whole concept of these ghost tours mm -hmm. really is entertainment, but there are things behind it. So, right. so let me let me stereo, stereotype. Let me segue Let's that. Let's do it. Let me stereotype <laughs> that. Let me segue that into this. You've seen some pretty cool pictures, too, right? Very cool pictures. Yes, I have a whole album on my phone titled "Ghosties." Really, it's just nothing but ghost pictures. Now, are all of them? Um, orbs, or do you have any nope. that show some figures? I have I'll absolutely have some that show figures. Yeah, You'll have to share. Jan, Jan gave me one actually. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to share some of those because absolutely, I would love to. I think we're going to have to do another episode of this, this for Ghost and Yeah, Augustine. I think we should. And you've been a, a wonderful conversationalist with this, so I think you're going to have to come back and we'll share. Those I'll pictures. have to if the yeah. rum is here only. The, the rum, the rum is here. <laughs> Hey, the audience can't see it, but look at my rum. Guys, is, there, is there rum? I was impressed. Yes, yeah, there's rum there. So, I get a cover to get in here. And that's, one of, that is, that's one of the fun parts about doing the show is that when we have, because I'm looking and it's, yeah, it's 20 after nine. We've gone an hour and 20 minutes. 
when we have a guest and we have a good good conversation, the show, <laughs> the show goes. So, Captain, the museum doesn't have rum. Pick another place on St. George Street. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't no. mean I can't get spirits with me. That's I, right. Yes. So, um, <laughs> but that's the fun part of, of this. It's one of the reasons why I like doing the, the podcast. Yeah. Because we've had some wonderful conversations with sword fighters and, and uh, other actors and, and tour guides and ghosts. And, 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 and I've tried to get Jim to come on the show and he, he, he won't nope. come on the show. Oh, he's he's full he of helped. stories. We, he is a walking storybook. Yes. He, we had many, many nights where we would be after tours and we would sit around and talk for like hours after the tour, you know? Um, he's a, he's a very good, he's one of those people. He's like you, you could, he could say anything at all. And you would want to listen to it because he just makes well, it you. interesting. You know, it, it doesn't matter what it is, anything at all. And he'd be like, oh, he could tell you his grocery list. And you'd be like, that is so interesting. <laughs> is it fresh? <laughs> you know, <laughs> there is, um, it comes into my head and I can't think of where it came from, but there was, there was somebody, a famous director, I think that said the difference between a good actor and a bad actor mm -hmm. is the good actor could take and read from the phone book and everybody would be entertained. Yes. And I don't know the entire, I remember right. that story. I don't know the entire, everything around that. But right. And, and that is, that's, that's, that's in, in my defense, <laughs> I have always been an improv actor. Right. Improv. And you see it when I play with the kids. Of course. Yeah. And have fun with mm -hmm. the kids and, 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 you know, or I'll go through it. One of my favorite ones that happens if, if, if I start sneezing and I'll, cause I'll sneeze uh -huh. and all my crew knows, <laughs> don't say God bless you until I'm done because I normally, so you never know how many are coming. <laughs> I'm normally a nine to 11 sneeze wow. person. Yeah. A dozen sneezes. Yeah. Almost. A dozen sneezes. That is insane. So when that happens and I got a kid crew, I always stop and oh, wow. Got to take my pills. I'm allergic to children. <laughs> and the kids all go, oh, but you bring it in, you bring them into the fun. Of course, so, exactly. Which yeah. is what I was saying. You have to bring them in. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Davey. Yes. Have we uh, made you guys go to sleep? Not me. <laughs> We've been having a great time. It's been a great conversation. <laughs> I, I would have. Mandy, un unmute yourself. Yes. So what do you think? Good conversation? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love playing with all that stuff. Um, two of my girls are actually doing haunted experience podcasts specifically to real estate related. So people that have bought haunted houses or ran from them and some of the crazy yeah. stories that they're getting is insane. Yeah, Mandy's a real estate agent out in Utah cool. and she's in Utah now. And she's so, cool. and so that's actually pretty cool. I didn't even give that any thought that that you probably have houses out there that now let me ask you this because some states, so we're going to bring you into the conversation now. And it's just a curiosity <laughs> question. <laughs> If there was a horrific something that happened in a house, are you required to let the, the potential new buyer know about that? Not in Utah. Really? There are some yeah, states so, you have to let people yeah, know. Yeah. I so, think Florida is one of those states because we have so many old people that die here. <laughs> but but you don't have to in Utah? No, there's a, a TV series, and I'd have to go find the name of it, that goes around and checks out like murder houses and stuff. Yeah. And it blew up all over the place that a house in Tooele was going to show up on there. And I kid you not, the day after that aired, the current owners of the house were at one of my agent's open house signed in and they were like out. 
because what had happened is this old lady had been murdered in this house. It was bought by a flipper. The flipper came in, rehabbed it, and then resold it. So the people that bought it had no idea wow. until it, they had TV crews and everybody like all over the place. And they never said the address. But if you've ever been into Willow, which is where I'm born and raised, right. you could tell by looking at the driveway, you could narrow it down to like a block <gasps> area and just start. But it didn't take us but maybe five minutes to figure out the address of the house just by looking at things and stuff around it. Because there's only like wow. one section of town that had houses that specific. But we've got like they moved bodies to build a whole bunch of houses over below the dam. Those have the highest turnover rate when they were first built. Like people wouldn't live in them for longer than like six to seven months before they would relist them. I'm like, well, um, the, yeah, the, you built them yeah. on the first cemetery. What what was that movie that the little girl touches the screen, the TV screen? Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Poltergeist was all based on the story that they had built a house on an Indian burial ground. Oh yeah. So you know. The, the whole concept of ghosts and, and the spirit right. world, right. It, it, it really is interesting and it's fun. Bloody sunset, should we, we bring it up? Uh, we could. <laughs> you do realize that that's my family. Yes. I heard, well, I know, well, By, from when I was young, but go ahead, go ahead. So Bloody Sunset is about um, a murder. Yes. Um, that the, and I'm going to be very vague about it because I don't like to get too deep into it. Right, right. Um, but it involves um, the police, the chief of police, right. and, and the family, the Lindsays. Yes. And I am related to the Lindsays by marriage, not by blood. Really? And so those are, yeah. Yeah. So that's one. Here's the other one that's, and, so there are some ghost stories related to Bloody Sunday. There are, yeah. Well, I brought it up because it's a, a house today. It I mean, it's still... It's you know. that house down in... Um, down on the Flagler property, right? Uh, Yeah, over towards Marine yep. Street down there. Yeah. yeah. So there's another one. Since we're going to bring my family into it. Back in <laughs> the... Bring mine, I guess. Yeah, it back it wouldn't the, be nearly as interesting. <laughs> <laughs> there's another, another story about a, 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 a man that was... Um, abducting women off of King Street and taking them over to Fish Island and, and doing away with them. Wow. That was in the 70s or 80s, I yeah. believe. And then left the area and it stopped and ended up, he was doing it again in the Carolinas and then got caught. Wow. Um, so that's another family member. Yeah. But my mom always wanted to make sure when I told that story, you tell everybody that that's not a blood relation. He was he was adopted <laughs> into the family. So, must so but, but if you're part of St. Augustine's history by family right. and by blood, um, I mean, Anne Colby, when she came and did her story on Wicked St. Augustine, uh, talked yeah. about the, the, the prostitution yes. rings and the gambling and everything else. She she turns to a couple of pages and goes, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's my uncle. I, oh, I, I mean, I, I she, yeah. she turned the page like that's my uncle, and so she did some further research on it mm -hmm. for me. So yeah, my my family has been a part of Saint Augustine history since the 1700s. That's really cool. So there's going to be some spooky stuff there. Yeah. I don't have any ghost experiences from that yet. That you know of. That I know of. <laughs> but it, I'm I'm very much more open to. The right. concept and the idea that yeah. there is something else there. Right. I think that our loved ones, especially, I truly believe, like your wife with the butterflies, I really think they show us more signs than we 
are are open to to seeing. You know, I think we are so quick to discount. Oh, that was just this, or oh, that was so, just that. So I'll throw something else in, and this will show this will show where I'm trying to be um, like a dog with a bone and hanging on to my my religious belief. Uh huh. Uh huh. I sometimes believe that that may not be this. Uh, we'll take my wife's example for right with the butterflies. It could be, uh -huh. all right. But I also have this small belief that it it may not be. Mm -hmm. It may actually be God giving you those things to give you that comfort you need. Right. It could be that higher being. It could absolutely. It could be the ghost of her mom doing it with the butterflies, or it could be God. It yes. could be either way. Right. There's nobody to say that I'm right or wrong in either side of it. No. Um, but that's my, that's that's me still hanging on to that religious belief that I was raised with. Yeah. You know? No, I totally believe in a higher power, and I absolutely believe that there is some place that we go after we die. I absolutely believe that. And that that honestly just further, you know, I, I think we can all, not all, but a lot of us can agree, you know, whether, because a lot of times there's such a separation between you believe in ghosts or you believe in religion, and there's, you know, there's no in-between. I think we can all, you know, both parties probably can agree that there is somewhere after we die. Uh, and, and, and here's where my my faith mm -hmm. that there's something right was strengthened last summer. So my dad died in November a year ago, and for Father's Day that year, I was able to get over there and visit him and mm -hmm. I got to talk to him and it was just me and him in the hotel at the hotel in the hospital room. Mm -hmm. And we, we chatted and, and I said, are, are you okay with things? And he said, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I said, why? Yeah. He said, because I know what's at the end. I know where yeah. I'm going. I have faith. I have faith in, in his religious faith. And, right. and he said, I, I, I'm not scared at all. Yeah. My dad was in his eighties. And um, that gave me a, it added one more brick in the wall that my dad was a very strong man. Yeah. Um, and how nice, that, what a comfort, you know? And, and he, I, I mean, he just literally said, I'm, I'm okay. I yeah. know, I know where I'm going. I'm good. I'm comfortable. Yeah. I'm not afraid. Yeah. And see, I think that's such a beautiful thing that people, you know, whether you agree with it or not, I think it's a beautiful thing that people believe those things and have the, such, you know, strong faith. I think it's a beautiful thing. His, his faith was hugely strong. Yeah. Um, and embarrasses me that my faith may have, may not have been as strong as it is now after right. having talked to my father. Right. That. So. Well, I think maybe. You got to change your perspective too. It may not be strong in the same sense of what he believed, right? But it, it could be stronger in other senses. And, and, and I'll throw this in. I mean, we're we're really getting mystical and, and <laughs> uh, 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 really strange on mystical. Halloween. <laughs> um, I, but I've 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 had I've had one episode. Mm -hmm. All right, with my health, mm -hmm. maybe two. We won't admit to it. But I'm I'm getting older. And um, I have come to the conclusion that at my age, I could go, but I'm not 
freaking ready can to I go. Can I have the rum if you? You can have the rum, <laughs> but I'm not ready to go. I still have some things that I want to do, accomplish, right. and set up and do, yeah. and I'm not ready to go. And that's the part that scares me. Yeah. That I may not accomplish everything I want to accomplish. So now that that and that's been where some of my boy have we gotten philosophical in this show? We sure have, man. This is. <laughs> Mandy, you're going to have to really take some clips on this one. I'll tell you, I, I, this is, I'm not ready to go. I am, I, I, but should it happen, then I guess I won't accomplish what I want to do. You better come back and haunt the pirate museum. But I'm going to come back and haunt all of St. Augustine. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. haunt, and if I do a ghost tour and you don't show up. So I'll funny. show up. <laughs> I'll show up. You'll have to show up. We'll know it's you because we'll hear your laugh. Davey, yes. I know that we've been rambling on, but I feel it's been a good, sh good show. <laughs> as I hiccup through another rum, <laughs> but it's been a good show. Look, there's who's oh, that? Mandy. Is that Mandy? Let me see that again. Mandy with the chocolate. <laughs> Giant chocolate. <laughs> Give me just a sec. Um, we have talked and had a good time, and this has been a great show. And there's probably a yes, that's what she printed for him. Ton of compliments there. Does he want the Agent Perfect Week printed? Yeah. Okay, two secs. Oh, Mandy, mute yourself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, there's there's probably a ton of good comments there. So, Davey, why don't we do this? Um, we're going to skip mail call, but it is time for this week in nautical history. Okay. Welcome to This Week in Nautical History, sponsored by our friends of Florida Water Tours. Experience the intercoastal waterway at its finest, featuring picture-perfect attractions. We begin this week in nautical history in the year 1493. Christopher Columbus first sights land on his second voyage, the island of Dominica and the Woodenwood Islands. 1579. Francis Drake arrives at Ternate in the East Indies and makes a trade treaty with the Sultan of Ternate, buys a cargo of clove. In 1772, Captain James Cook arrives with the ship HMS Resolution in Cape Town, South Africa. 1839, First Opium War. Two British frigates engage several Chinese junks. 1856, a British fleet bombards Canton. 1861. Battle of Port Royal fought in Port Royal Sound, South Carolina begins. Union victory in the U.S. Civil War. 1920. American fisher schooner Esperanto defeats Canadian yacht Delawana in the first international fishing schooner championship races off of Halifax, Nova Scotia. 1939, German U-boat fails on attack an English battleship Nelson with Winston Churchill, Dudley Pound, and Charles Forbes aboard. And finally, in 1941, Japanese naval staff officers Suzuki and Majima arrive at Pearl Harbor. And that was This Week in Nautical History. This is the uh, coconut. Did you try the coconut? I haven't. You want one? Sure. Oh, <laughs> you caught me getting ready to pour a rum. Doggone it. Well, wait. 
a ghostly glass is going to slip into the picture here. And we're going to pour a little bit here for somebody that's just outside. Oh, there we go. Trick or treat. Very good, Davey. Very good. Oh, good job, Davey, as always. I, You know what? We're not going to do any mail tonight. And I'm looking down our what we've got here. Why don't you go ahead and just do this week in history, and then we'll go ahead and look at the com conversation. Okay. Welcome to This Week in History, sponsored by our good friends at Dick's Wings Bar and Grill. Wings, salad, wraps, quesadillas, and more. No matter what your taste buds crave, they've got you covered. We begin This Week in History in the year 1470. Wars of the Roses. Henry VI of England returns to the English throne after the Earl of Warwick defeats Yorkists in battle. 1605, Gunpowder Plot. Catholic conspirator Guy Fawkes attempts to blow up King James I and the British Parliament. Plot discovered, Guy Fawkes caught, tortured, and later executed along with seven others. Celebrated ever since as Guy Fawkes Day, where his effigy is traditionally burned on a bonfire accompanied by fireworks. Then in 1773, John Hancock is elected as moderator at a Boston Town meeting that resolves that anyone who supports the Tea Act is an enemy to America. 1841. First wagon train arrives in California after five and a half months and a 1,730-mile journey over the Sierra Nevada from Missouri. 1867. Women's fashion magazine Harper's Bazaar is first published. 1873, P.T. Barnum Circus, Greatest Show on Earth, debuts New York City. 1918, Spanish flu kills 21,000 people in the U.S. in a single week. And in 1938, a radio broadcast of H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds, narrated by Orson Welles, allegedly causes a mass panic. 1940, One Night in the Tropics, first film for Abbott and Costello, premieres in Patterson, New Jersey. 1941, Mount Rushmore Monument is completed in South Dakota, designed by Gutson Borgum. 1956, 1939 film The Wizard of Oz televised for the first time, hosted by Burt Lahr and 10-year-old Liza Minnelli as the finale of the Ford Star Jubilee series on CBS TV. 1956, The Nat King Cole Show debuts on NBC, the first variety program to be hosted by an African-American. 1964, London's notorious Windmill Theatre closes after 32 years of re-vaudeville programs featuring vaudeville, comic, and new tableau Vivians. 1969, Eastside Race Riot in Jacksonville, Florida. 1973, the Bosphorus Bridge at Istanbul, Turkey is completed, connecting the continents of Europe and Asia over the Bosphorus for the first time. And in 1974, The Rumble in the Jungle, 
Muhammad Ali KOs George Foreman in the 8th round in Kishashi Zaire regains world heavyweight boxing title with famous rope-a-dope tactic. And finally, in 2012, Walt Disney purchases Lucasfilm Limited and its rights for the Star Wars and Indiana Jones franchises for $4.5 billion. And that was This Week in History. Very good, Davey. Very good. We were just talking about all the comments that are up there, and we want to backtrack through the comments. We had decided a couple of weeks ago we would not do this, but there were some good comments, so I'm going to do it anyway. It. <laughs> and so we're going to do it anyway. I Wait a minute. Davey. Yes. What's the name of this show? Captain's Quarters Podcast. Who's the captain? You are. I guess we can do whatever we want, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to go back through them. As I see one, then you can pop it on the screen. But I'm all the way back to the beginning. And, and Mandy had already welcomed Zachary. Looking forward to a fantastic, spooky show tonight. I hope we uh, met your expectations, Mr. Harker, up there in Michigan. Donna Boggess is there. And she says hello to everybody. There's Athena looking forward to tonight's show. You know what, Davey? Just go, you know what? Just go through them all and we'll just uh, we'll comment as, as you go through. Um, and if they don't mean anything, just pass them by. All right. Athena had some problems this past weekend with our strobe lights in the uh, spectacular. Migraine kicked her down. So she's good now. I, I'm glad she's doing well. So there's Morgan. Athena says hello. Hello. Hi. Good quote. Ah, you're right, Nightingale. It was a good quote. Very good. <laughs> Great show. I do not know who Facebook users are, but we still welcome you aboard. So keep going. Uh, a handmade witch's costume. That was Athena's mm -hmm. favorite outfit. Very good. We are planning to do, don't go any further than that one. We are planning to do a witch's scene in next year's Spooktacular. Witch hat. All right, so we'll have a bunch of witches come out. Go ahead. Uh, of course, Nightingale is her favorite is vampire. She comes to the uh, Spooktacular as a vampire too. Very good. Um, Zachary shared a picture to the podcast group Messenger. We'll have to go back and look at it, unless you can find it quickly. But Will the historian? That's my son. I always like to brag about him. He's up there in northern Alabama. Uh, let's see, Athena Rivers, uh, Morgan, what is your favorite ghost tour in St. Augustine? Well, there's I, a good one. Partial to my own. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, so before you don't go any further there, let's, let's use that as a, as a, as a sounding board. I'm not going to ask you cause it, we try not to be negative here. Yes. But there are some ghost tours that are better than others. Better than others. Yes. Yes. You, yes. you know the um now the sheriff never really did ghost tours. No, he does sheriff. I mean he tells ghosts. He's he, he, but he's a good storyteller. He's one of the people you would listen to say anything. Yes. Right. And he, but he's he's no longer doing it. He's no. stopped. He's right. Stopped. Right. So um but but um tour St. Augustine, Diane. Ghost a ghostly encounter, ghostly ancient encounter. city tours. Ancient yep. city tours. Yep. So, That's my um, favorite, and, and usually say. when people ask me what's the best ghost tour to go on, I always send them over to the little office next to the school. Yep, that's I us. I send them over there to Diane. That's us. Diane's tried to get me to work for her, 
as everyone has, I think. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be dumb not to. Of course we have. <laughs> I've, I, I have, I, I'm not trying to brag, but I've been asked by almost every tour company in St. Augustine. Of course Augustine, you have. That's what, we would be dumb not to. That's tour. what I'm saying. <laughs> and I, I've turned almost everybody down. Shoot and, a shot. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be really public about it. The reason I turned everybody down, for the most part, is because I have a very strong loyalty to Pat Croce and the Croce family, the Pirate Museum, mm -hmm. and I have carte blanche to do those tours. Right. But I also have the leeway to go off and do other things. Right. So um, it just works out better. And I just don't want to create any competition. No. Go ahead, Davey. Start another one up. I got offered a chance to work for her company too, Captain. You did. That's true. So, you did. I, I truly didn't want to do the yes. my children once. Yep. <laughs> you know, the kids' tours are actually the fun ones. Yep. Yeah. Let Bill tell you about some of the special shows we've done for some of those. Yeah, we've had good times. Davey, Davey Longwood is, is really a good <laughs> too. He really is. Mm. $4,000. That's in reference to what we did with our um, spooktacular this last weekend. Over $4,000, but we're going to leave it at that. We're not going to brag about exact dollar numbers. We will be telling you all the different um, charities we're giving money to this, this coming up over the next week and a half. Um, Captain Smooth says, amazing photo. I bet it's about any one of the um, spooktacular. So that's very good. Go ahead on down. What else do we have? Uh, there's Athena saying ahoy. Very good. She's a good crew member. Smooth. Goodness can't type. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you got to. Uh, smooth's trying to type both in French and <laughs> French and English. Hi. Um, Davey, mm -hmm. before we go any further, let's. We haven't done this as a brag for a while, but we are part of the international pirate community, the IPC, right? Yes. So can you tell everybody real quick what that is? Yeah, I think I still have it somewhere. And it's, it, it was created by Captain Smoke. Captain Smoke created it. And it's and it is pirate a, crews all over the world. There are radio shows and podcasts all over the world that we are we are now part of. Cool. And so we get a little advertising in all of them. Um, Captain Smoo, if you're still watching, there is an event in England in 2024. Um, I really am interested in it. I don't know that I can come, but I really am interested in it because it would really be fun to go it's so cool. and visit England and be part of the Pirate Brethrens over there. So oh, let us know. His, also on his website, when you click on St. Augustine, um, the swashbuckles come up, but it's also Captain Mayhem's picture. <laughs> yes, he has he has a Google map that he's worked out with Google, and he oh. has pirates, little pinpoints all over the oh, world cool. where pirates are. Yeah. If you click on St. Augustine, the St. Augustine swashbucklers come up. If you click on the Pirate Museum, my image comes up. <laughs> oh, cool. yeah. So worldwide, very cool. cool. I. We we are we are fortunate to have Captain Smoo as one of our followers, supporters, and dare I say, joint efforts to create more pirate enthusiasm throughout the world. So let's see. A Facebook user put something on there 
But I don't, well, that's a link of some kind. What is that? Can you tell, Davey? No. It's a tree. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> it could be anything. I hate to always, I can't click on it. It's not going to do anything, but I'll have to go back and look at it. So I see Robin round, tree, round table is on, which means that D should be there. Um, and my son did correct me about Rambo. That's okay. And then he did confirm that we used to sit and watch um, Airwolf mm -hmm. with Jan Michael Vincent. Loved that show. Um, Robin's favorite costume was my Robin the Boy Wonder costume I made several years ago. Yep, she was Robin the Boy Wonder. Uh, Will the Historian, I was telling Lauren about Airwolf. I know she thought I was telling a crazy story. And I am still waiting on my live action Thundercat movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll see what happens. Uh, Nightingale in Florida says, my first experience as a tour guide this weekend. Oh, she asked a question and we yeah. called it in. And somebody, Facebook user, put another one of those links up there. I don't know what it is. I apologize. I have no idea. <laughs> Athena, what was the, what? what the best you have people who aren't really interested in what's going on, no matter what was tried. Uh, Athena, I have. Yes. Okay. There you go. Yes. And there's it's that like Facebook see... user putting something else in. Are those pictures maybe that somebody's trying to pop up well, on? If you look right under the last one, I think it was D. Oh, Pixie Pirate. Okay. All right. Because I'm the only good. one that calls her Pixie Pirate. So if he's saying that, that yep. was D. Um, Kara Creamer says she's seen a ghost and she spoke to me. I have proof it was her by the outfit she had on. I remember that story. Yep, very good. Um, All Hallows Eve, the veil is the... Uh, I got hugged by something that was there when I was 16. That convinced me. Yeah, Yep. that would convince me. The veil is thinnest. All right, Will the Historian says, not going to lie, sounds like the start of a bad joke. So I wake <laughs> up next to a priest and two nuns. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. You're not wrong. And we all walked into a bar together. <laughs> uh, I send three picks. Oh, okay. All right. Facebook's a little weird if they come in. Nightingale above that comment said she had a fight with her boyfriend and was crying, got hugged. I think it was that teenager. Oh, very good. Um, Facebook user says they were there to save you. Also, like people in career, make you knew there is more that meets the eye. We are souls and spirits that occupy a flesh. Yeah, very good. You're right. Um, I see Scarlett Deerheart is here. She's late, but she's here. <laughs> we always appreciate Scarlett to be here. Thank you very much. Um, I'm over trying to figure out why Mayhem looks different. It's because he's wearing a T-shirt and no hat. Threw that me is off. true. Yeah, you're true. absolutely right. I remember the first time I saw like you wearing shorts yeah. years ago, and I was like, my God, you have legs? What? <laughs> <laughs> no way! Yeah, I have legs. Uh, Nightingale in Florida says, love our dads. Dad challenged me to push me to do my best. That's what dads are for. Yep. And I was my dad's little tomboy, and Same. you still are. <laughs> yep. My dad kept telling me, ladies don't climb trees. I kept climbing trees anyway. <laughs> Good job, Nightingale. Um, let's see. It could be God putting those symbols there to make you think of that particular loved one. That's, yeah. I, 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 I believe that 
It, it is either that. It, it, it has to be one or the other. And it could be one or the other. It could be both. Right. But the way I look at it, if you have a belief in God and a higher being, maybe he does have some control over doing things to make you feel good. Everybody says we have to pray. I believe that it's a two-way street of communication. Yeah. Captain Smoo has uh, popped up the IPC map. Um, D has confirmed its pictures on Facebook, and we're at the end of all our comments. Very good. Last minute check. We've done that. And let's look at future guests. So next week, let's see, where are we at? Next week, I hopefully will have the tasting tours of St. Augustine. Uh, they have some great tours in St. Augustine, and they've hired me to do some stuff with them as the fall, uh, the jolly old fat guy. Yes. <laughs> we won't name any names. No names. Uh, <laughs> November 13th, we're hoping to have Dick's Wings Live podcast on and our holiday party yeah. for charity. You should come out for that. Are we going to eat really spicy wings? Um, you can. I'll challenge know. you if you I, want. I, I'll have heartburn forever. Okay, good. But I'll be here for some. Right. Um, <laughs> Diane Hammond. A movie prop designer on November 20th. We're hoping to have her. She is the designer of the Stay Puff. Is it the Stay Puff Monster, David? Yep, Marshmallow Monster. Yep. Oh. Marshmallow Monster for Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. cool. She's the designer for that. We we get some really good we get some really good people on board. Uh November 27th, St. Nicholas himself may be here. I wouldn't count on it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> December 4th, we're gonna try to do a Pearl Harbor special. December 11th or 18th, I think the 11th, um, Sheriff Hardwick will be here. Cool. Uh, December 18th, we have nothing. December 25th, a Christmas special. We haven't decided what it's going to be. <laughs> well, it'll maybe, be special. It, it's special, though. <laughs> it's going to be special. And I, I, maybe I'll just sit here and read a, read stories. Twice I don't the know. Night before? Well, it can't be the yeah, it'll be the night of Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. And December, January 1st, how about that for a Monday and a starting up the new year, New Year's Day, we're going to talk about resolutions and the history of why people make resolutions and why they are just um, a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Davey, go ahead. What's next? Uh, uh, joke of the week, Aunt Reveal. Let's reveal the joke of the week. Get your, get your rum left ready. Oh, okay. This is going to be good. Okay. It's time for the answer to the joke of the week. What did the pirate wear on Halloween? The answer is a pumpkin patch. <laughs> Davy. Oh. Morgan's laughing. It hurts. It's fine. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I like doing these relaxed shows where I don't have to dress up so much. <laughs> There's Mason. Yeah, we're Show that again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, show the one of me again. I, I like that one. I want to see it again. Yep. Yeah, that's those. that's pretty much me. Yep. Very good. So we always like to thank everybody because we can't do these shows without the support and the love of our crew and our fans. And we have a lot of fans now. We're doing well. But it's always nice to thank everybody. So if you would, Mr. Davey. Yeah, we're going to change that up. I'm going to make sure that you do a section, Manny does a section, and Mason, I'm going to change it. So what I don't do have to do that. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs>
The Captain's Quarters podcast is indeed a ship sailing the seas of the world, always in search of history, knowledge, and adventure. It takes a crew to run a ship, so we take this opportunity to thank those who help keep this ship afloat. Our sponsors, St. Augustine Pirate and Treasure Museum, Dick's Wings Bar and Grill, Ancient City Sirens, Spyglass Travel, Marco's Pizza, Florida Water Tours, Riker Reenactors, Paper and Strings, and Shiver Me Pictures. The supporting cast and crew, Captain William Mayhem, Navigator Davy Longwood, Gunner Hellfire Henley, Cartographer Mandy Joe, Juan Cam, and of course, the Powder Monkey. Helping others gives a crew purpose. Inc. Investing in Kids. St. John's County Fire Cadets. Says St. Augustine Youth Services. And the Humane Society. The four major charities report, but always room for more. You too can be part of the crew and support the show in many ways. Go to Patreon. Support us with a small monthly contribution as a Powder Monkey or First Mate memberships. Go to YouTube. Hit the like and follow buttons to join our ranks and support the show. Or a single contribution which helps with other expenses of the show. Thank you. It does take a crew. Ladies and gentlemen, we always want you to support us. Whatever you can do. Because it costs money to do this show. But with fine sponsors like we have already, we don't have to pay for the show anymore. It's all taken care of. My next goal is to take care of new cameras, new sound, and I'm going to have to do something for Davey. I'm not sure yet. We'll probably buy him a Matchbox car so he gets a card. <laughs> a gift card of sorts. A gift card, maybe. That'll That's do, right. too. <laughs> right. Before we uh, do our thank yous and everything, okay, well, you popped it up. Never mind. There's our platforms, ladies and gentlemen. Use those QR codes. You can go to YouTube and watch us after we download it every day. You can watch every one of our 106 episodes. Go to Spotify. Go to Instagram. If you just want to listen to us, Stitcher, iHeart, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. I have tons of people that come on my tour in the museum, and when I give them a card, they go and look for it. And when they're driving home, mm -hmm. they listen to us. We get a lot of fans that way. They may not subscribe, but everybody that clicks on one of our episodes, we get another point in our favor, which brings us to that right there. We have 1,437 subscribers. We have 624 views. Our watch time hours every week is 358.5. And there's some of our top videos. Valentine's Day, special guest with John Wilson, the aerial photography, Captain's Quarters podcast. We have a good time. And the numbers keep going up. The more, the higher the numbers go, Eventually, YouTube's going to give us a paycheck. That means that I can actually pay Davey $10 a week to be a part of the show. But $10 a week is more than the basketball players are paying for Chinese children to make their tennis shoes. Okay, enough of that. 
On top of that, we've shown our numbers. We've done everything else. There's our email at the bottom, Captain's Quarters Podcast. But we always have to do one more thing. When we have a guest, we always like to show and give a gift. I have a gift right here for our guest. A gift. Wow. It is. A, we give this to all. The only ones that have these are the ones that have been a part of our show. It is a oh. poker chip. I'll put it up here. You can see our logo on it. Our sign-off code is on the back. You can't see it, but you'll hear it in just a minute. It is a black poker chip. If you're in Vegas, black is $100. Wow. It's Thank not you. worth $100. Though. This is worth more than $100. I, but you get that one as a guest to be on our Thank show. Thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, we've come to another ending of a show, and it is almost a two-hour show. Mandy, you think there's some clips out of this one? I think I can get some, as long as Good. I can get the stuff to download quickly. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's been a great show. We can't do it without you. Davey, Mandy, how do we sign off? Part of the podcast. Part of the crew. Always. Can't do it without you. We love our fans. It's always part for you. Watch us next Monday night. We'll see you all later on. Bye.